a bit of a trigger warning for this podcast. We're going to discuss a couple of subjects about assistance and support dogs. And in no way do we dislike the idea of support dogs. We're literally just discussing the welfare of these animals and our concern for the welfare of these animals. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 14 of the Havoc and Chaos podcast. Yeah, welcome. We're finally back. Finally. Ian, why have we? Why has there been such a delay? What the hell? Because I've been a download. What, for, for a month? It feels like it. It for feels a... like it. Uh, I don't really know. Just been lazy. We've had stuff on, haven't we? We've had a lot of stuff. We licensed Lottie. Yeah, how did that... So, did a... so she's fully licensed? She's licensed. So what is she licensed to find? Drugs. Let's elaborate. Drugs. So... She's imprinted on heroin, cocaine. Uh, like, no, like, yeah, she's imprinted on heroin, cocaine, uh, amphetamine, marijuana, crack cocaine, ketamine. Oh, Say sh- ketamine twice. I'm sure there's one other. Double ketamine. D- extra ketamine. Cannabis? Yeah. yeah. What's the other? Cannabis. So you've got cannabis. Yeah. Heroin. Yeah. Cocaine. MDMA, that's the missing one. Oh. Amphetamine. Ketamine. That's the best one. Um, and resin. Uh, that's exciting. So she's licensed now, fully licensed. So she's fully licensed. She's ready to work. We've got a couple of jobs booked in. It's yeah. relatively rapid that you've done that. Yeah. When did We've you adopt her? We've a lot her? of training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when did, um, when did you adopt her? A month or so ago, no, a month and a half ago. So you've, tra- you've from yeah. adopting her, you've trained her up and licensed her in a month and yeah, a half? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty cool. She's a good girl. She's yeah, good she's obviously taken to it. That's amazing. She loves it. She really does love it. I mean, we were a download the other day, and we were, she wasn't working, but I took her for a little stroll mm. in a, a, a period of slackness and bumped into a bunch of security guards, asked them their permission if we were right to search them, and she just dived straight in, searching, lifting. Beautiful. So pleased. Did she find anything? No, she didn't. No, <laughs> there was plenty to be found there. Though, let me tell you. But hopefully not on the security. But yeah, she, she, she's she's good. When you're when you're somewhere like download with her and she's and she's off duty. Yeah. Do you ever have issues where she catches the scent of something? Oh yeah. 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 What's that look like? Um, it looks like dad this way. Come on. Oh. And I, oh no, let's stay and play. Let's stay <laughs> and play. Yeah, I mean I can't work her because it's not fair and we're not being paid. To do drugs, but uh, yeah. When is her first drug gig? Mm, next week. What? 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 It's a ferry port in. Oh, a ferry. Yeah, a port. ferry port. Yes. Yeah, I thought you meant like ferry. No, port it's like basically people coming back from um, Europe. Oh, okay. Like hey, that's cool. Stag groups and stuff like that. So. What coming from Amsterdam? Yeah. Is it actually from? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, don't be like that. <laughs> Let so. them let them enjoy their, their stags and their hens. So hopefully they'll have left it all behind Amsterdam and not like, oh, I've got a little bit left no, in my pocket. No, it's definitely going to be in their pocket. Oh, yeah. God. So, yeah, um, she's aced it. She's done really well. Amazing. Love the training. She just comes alive and we train. She loves it. Um, yeah. Really pleased. And oh, good. she's bomb-proof because we're sat listening to Slipknot the other night. Yeah. Loving it. So, yeah. No, that's so good. What have you been up to? So, I've had a couple of uh, things on. I've um, had another agility competition. Yeah, how do you do? Absolutely (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
We can bleep that out, I'm sure. No, absolutely rubbish. Basically, no, I'm being hard on myself. My dogs were wonderful. It was the hottest day of the year. <laughs> it was a really warm day. It was, we got, I got, I arrived a little bit late. Oh, you're on the back, on the back foot already. So I was on the back foot already. Yeah, and I, and also I'd entered Roxy and Habit. So I, so I arrived at, um, I should have got there at 8am and I arrived at half eight. Yeah. And I arrived at 25 past eight in the morning. So not too hot yet, but the first uh, runs were at half past eight. So five minutes, I pulled up and I was like, oh shit, need to figure out where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But then also, because I enter Havoc and Roxy in different different competitions, yeah. both of them were running at the same time. So oh, I had nightmare. to... I know. So I had to walk both courses. I didn't have time to walk Roxy's course, so I just yeah. winged it. I just had to... I watched like three people before me and then just ran in the same direction. So basically what I had to do is I walked Havoc's course first because Havoc's was going to be more difficult anyway. Yeah. Then I went to see if I could walk Roxy's, but the walking it had finished. So then, I, so then I gave Havoc to a friend of mine, ran back to the car to get Roxy. Roxy's class was smaller, so I ran Roxy first. Then I went back to my original class, swapped my dog with the friend, and then went to run Havoc's course. But just as we were about to start, Roxy saw me and slipped a collar and ran over to say hello. Uh, so I was oh, really nightmare. flustered. So I gave Roxy yeah. back, but then I'd for, but then because at this point I'd forgotten to I'd, I'd just run Roxy's course. I'd forgotten the course I'd walked for Havoc. So then I set off and I went the wrong way. He went wrong. It was absolutely rubbish. It was such a horrible, horrible start. All the focus gone. All the focus had gone. The dogs' focus had gone. Havoc was all excited because Roxy had just come to say hello to us. And I wasn't supposed to have them both at the same time out. So one was in being the car while I was yeah. one. But because it, it was just a nightmare. Anyway, <coughs> then I put them back away until their later classes later in the day. And uh, both of them, their second two runs were brilliant. Really? Yeah, so they That's got, good. They they didn't That's win. Right. They didn't yeah. win anything. So the, the classes were massive, and some of the dogs were so impressive. Yeah. So Havoc, I entered him into um, one of the classes was with weave poles, and I knew. So you say you've not really done weaves, have you? He doesn't know how to do them yeah. yet. We've started, but he doesn't. He won't be able to do them in competition yet. So I already knew that we were never. We were always. Fault on that. We were immediately yeah. going to get eliminated. Yeah. So. I just decided to run the course, skip the weaves and get the elimination, mm. but just see if I could do the full course. And he did the rest of it really well. Cool. Um, so that was nice. And then Roxy did really well on hers, but some of the other some of the other dogs were really, really good. And even though Roxy's not good, she's quite slow. Yeah. She sort of yeah. wallops everywhere. She's a big girl, isn't she? She's not built for speed. Yeah. So I think like the fastest ones were like between 28 and 30 seconds, and Roxy did 38 seconds. Oh, right, you're not a million miles away then. No, she wasn't horrible, yeah. but it, but she's never going to win at that. Yeah. She's never going to... If, if the other dogs are not getting faults, she's never going to win. Um, but, yeah, so that was really fun. And, uh, Sounds good. And I learned a few things. I learned I need to walk the courses more. Yeah. I need to arrive on time. Arrive on time and also make sure you've booked your dogs into appropriate well, non-clashing classes. you don't get to figure that out until you get there. Do you well, not? Not until not till, not till you get there. Me, I don't figure it out until I get there. You do get sent the running orders like a week in advance. <laughs> I just hadn't. I'm getting better. Screw your emails. I've yeah, got time no, for you. I'm getting better at it now because people are helping me. But reading, reading the running orders is yeah, a bit it's like, like the admin side that's letting you down. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy that. Good days, imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to read the running orders and I hadn't realised 
that two were on at the same time. It didn't make sense to me. I was actually in the queue waiting for Havoc to go when I looked and I went, is Roxy on now as well? Oh, crap. <laughs> and then ran off to get her. So, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a bit hairy, but, uh, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, that's what it's about. It's you there for fun. Yeah. And we've got another one next weekend. Oh, yeah. This weekend, sorry. Oh, cool. Where's another, that? It's in Nottingham. Yeah, I'm sure maybe I can't remember. I'll have you're a look. just a, you're just an agility girl now. That's it. We've lost you to agility. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. I <laughs> at think, least, yeah, I need at to least it's early. not flyable. I also <laughs> no. Let's not get into that debate. No, um, but no, I uh, I need to make sure I walk the course more than two or three times. Yeah. I need to actually work it out and and sort of figure it out and do the do this the yeah. sort of mime thing that people do. Yeah, thought it was all for show, but it's not. It, it's, it's, it's useful. <laughs> It's useful. Yeah. But yeah, that's been good. No, it's fun. <clears throat> I must apologise for the, the quality of the broadcast this week because I have got a stinking cold, um, <laughs> which seems to have only been made worse by six days of dust at Download Festival. Please don't um, give me the cold. I, I think I'm over the cold. I think it's just a me thing now. I think mm. the cold died last week. This is just me now. It's just, just me the way I'm going to be now. It's just me forever. But yeah, I'm struggling. When are you going to come and watch uh, an agility show? Oh, I will come and, and try to watch one, yeah. Support. Absolute clap and cheer and stuff. And... Yeah. So, um, mm. separately to that, as a uh, one of my classes, yesterday, actually, last night, went to agility class. Yeah. My That is the best class we've ever done. Really? They, um, That's nice. As in my dog's, like, performance in it. Like, they did everything I asked them to. They were so good. That it feels like that stuff's starting to make sense. Yeah. Like when I'm calling cues, they're listening. Yeah. So like, for example, if Havoc's running alongside me and he's on my left, so he's looking right because he's looking at me. Yeah. And I call left for the jump. He's turning away from me. So whilst even though he's looking at you, yeah. he's in, instinctively really... to move towards you. Yeah. So if I'm running, he's deliberately making a choice. I can see you. Well, I'm going that way. But left means to go in that oh, direction. Yeah. That's wicked. So he did. So he was doing some of that. Roxy yeah. was getting that as well. So yeah, yes. Yeah, last night yeah. I was so, and I've had such a horrible week. <laughs> like honestly, they were so good, and they were. Um, they're starting to learn like different. Cheers you right up, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel Cheers like you right up. I feel like they've done really well, and I'm I'm a, I'm a lot more excited about this weekend now. I feel yeah, like I know what I'm doing. That's good. A bit better. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. No, so that's what I've been doing. We uh, we had some training the other week with Dennis. And, yeah. Uh, Dennis, quite frankly, couldn't find his own arse with both hands of torching a map. <laughs> well, to be what fair, he, what was he looking for? <laughs> Debt cord, and he couldn't find it. Um, to be what, fair, sorry? detonation cord. It's a, oh. what Is that oh, fuses right. out of. Um, yeah, we had a, a CT evening. And eventually we just put him away in desperation. I think it was because both pups were in season. And he was so hyper. Yeah. It was just wound up beyond reason. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't really find anything. He just lost all control. Yeah, not a great CT training session. No, but that's what we train for, isn't it? We train because sometimes we have bad CT training sessions and other times it's amazing. If they're all good, we won't be progressing, would we? Uh, think about it that way. Speaking of... Uh, news with with pups well yeah so okay people so you need to admit a bit, ah, a bit of a, a bit of a right a bit of a cock up but a bit unusual um but we've now got a litter of pups <laughs> i know it normally takes 63 days but we do it quicker a lot quicker so as people who have listened in from day one 
Um, you'll know my bomb dog Crash, who's sort of semi-retired currently because she's had loads of phantom pregnancies. Um, we've had her tested for everything. She comes out clear on them all. Uh, the vets have just put it down to a hormone imbalance and we were waiting for her to finish her phantom pregnancy. So we thought to get a spade. And she seemed to be having a really bad phantom pregnancy. So bad, in fact, that it produced a litter of pups. <laughs> Sorry. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, that was really... Bearing in mind, right, this dog has not been in season. We, we're usually quite good at this, you know. So she's had a silent season. She had a completely silent season, presumably due to uh, messed up hormones. And a week into this phantom, what we thought was a really bad phantom pregnancy, and she really went downhill and she looked really, you know, sort of poor condition or what have you. And then we noticed movement, and then we realised it wasn't a phantom at all, it was a pregnancy. And then the princely sum of about a week later, she delivered six pups. Yeah. <laughs> it's like reading something in Take a Break magazine. It is. It really is. <laughs> you know, we're dog people. We've had dogs in season before. It's not. We, this is not our first rodeo. And she was never in season. She's been to the vets while she's been pregnant. And they didn't notice. For thyroid testing. And yeah. they went, oh, look, she's got milk again, look. And another, just another and just put it down to phantom. Yep. So she delivered six healthy, lovely pups. Two little black girls, two little black boys, and two little male boys. And, uh, yeah, so there we are. We've got a litter of pups. Took us by surprise. Not got a whelping pen. Not got anything. Not lined up at all. Fortunately, we've got some stuff left from last time we had a litter. Um, so we pressed that into service. As, a, as last time, she's been a perfect mum. So, yeah. So you can imagine the surprise. Honestly. Ridiculous. It's absolutely hysterical. Bless her. Yeah. Her crash. Took us by surprise. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, if your dog has phantom pregnancies and you're having a bit of an issue with it and you also happen to have an entire male, just be a bit mindful because it would appear that when the hormones get a bit mixed up, uh, they can be Sad. receptive, let's say, to the boys and uh, you never know. Oops. It was really exciting waiting for the first one to come out because we didn't know who Dad was. Could have been Dennis, could have been Ted. Who knows? Well, it's definitely Ted because they're male. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, a bit of a surprise. So, I went to <coughs> watch the birth, didn't I? Yes, yeah, around everybody. And uh, After the first one up. was born, I, I decided to shoot round to, to see what it's all about. And I'll be honest, yeah. so I, <laughs> I was really excited because I've never seen a dog be born before. Yeah. And also... Um, was expecting like a full miracle and so yeah, i watched this no. dog come out and it was really lovely and really adorable and then all i heard was <laughs> <laughs> as crash is like slurping it makes me <laughs> it's the most it's the most yeah. horrendous thing i've ever seen in my life it's yeah. so disgusting. It, it, you envisage this like sort of Jesus and Mary and stable and all the animals bleating and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's a bit gooey. Um, it's not the goo. It wasn't the puppy. The puppy yeah. being born was just an absolute miracle. It was the it was the slurping on the on the on. She's a good mum. On all the stuff afterwards that mom. was making me kind of wretch. She's, a, she's but a star. It was very exciting. Yeah. So we've got a litter of pups. Bit of a surprise. Yeah. So we're busy looking for homes for them, and, and as last time, it, it was um, the worst thing to do finding homes because I am very picky about where to go. Very. You've picky. only got two left, though, haven't you? Yeah, we've got homes for four of them so far, mm. and they're only a week old. Yeah, and so, good going. Yeah, they'll be good dogs. 
Well, Havoc's, Havoc's be, wonderful. They'd be good little pups. Yeah. So, yeah, and the Merle's, the first Merle that came out, is really pale, like almost tiger stripes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. So, yeah, so that was a bit of a, bit of a shocker. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, I hope, he doesn't, uh, I hope he doesn't deliver well while I'm away at download. And uh, I popped out, I popped back in again, and there was a pup. Like, oh, we've, we've started then. So, yeah. What do you reckon the future holds for them? What are they going to do? Well, we're not desperately trying to get into working families this time. Um, if anybody wants a, a working dog, feel free, because they'll be good dogs. Um, but the homes we've got are all, all homes that'll do things with them. Mm. Um, they'll do stuff with them, do exciting stuff with them, not just expect them to be fat couch potatoes. No, it's yeah. good. And sadly, we can't keep one. Although the one that's got little white toes is so tempting. Don't. Oh, it's so cute. Little white, eyes, little white toes. No. So, yeah, that's what we've been up to a lot. Um, getting Lottie trained. Mm. We spent countless hours training. Um, we've got Lottie licensed. Um, she did a really good job. Did everything we asked of her. Mm. Did all her older IDs and everything. And, yeah, she's doing doing good. Uh, special project still hanging in the background. We've got odour sources for that now. So Who are you doing that with? With Wayne at Inter K9. Who will not, be not the man, the dog. Uh, with Lottie. With Lottie. Mm. <laughs> I don't yeah. care about the man. Yeah. Which dog? Yeah, we'll be interviewing Wayne shortly. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what else I've been up to. What have you been doing? I've been, uh, I got invited to um, a college uh, in Sheffield, Nacro uh, Education Centre in, mm-hmm. in uh, Sheffield, to have a chat with the animal care students about uh, dog behaviour and dog training. Teaching people. Teaching dogs. people, Heck. yeah. It was exciting. So I went in and I sort of decided to like make it a little bit about kind of what dog trainer, what a dog trainer sort of sees and deals with. And then they, they wanted like, um, they wanted sort of a questionnaire type thing where they can fill in the blanks and right, sort of yeah. work through it as we go along. So we talked through um, the difference between like dog training and dog behaviour mod and like how yeah. it looks very different. We had a, a really good in-depth chat about socialisation and what people think it is and then what it really is. And then I gave them a big uh, list um, of like... So we had noises, environments, people, animals, um, different things. And then they had to make as many, uh, list as many different things they could think of to socialise cool. the dogs with. So we talked about that. We did a it's whole... horrible when you do that because you don't get to an end, do you? You don't get to a You can never finish list. it, yeah. You see, you think... Be like, does, is your dog socialised with like lorries and, and it's like, motorbikes oh, and cars? There's another one I've just thought of. And, yeah, oh yeah. my God, I want my dog to be cool everywhere. Yeah. Do you know how I made my Havoc list? Go on. Everything that Roxy struggles with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not having the same problem twice. I'm not doing that again. Um, and also, specifically, cars, because he's a, got a collie in him. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, oh, I can't be Although, honest. I'll be honest, Ted's never been a car chaser. No, but Ted's I was just conscious. Like, I didn't want... I just didn't want yeah. it, if just in case. Ted's just a worker. He just likes working. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, and then yeah, so then we uh, we did. I put loads of photos. Up. I used your picture of Crash. Yeah. Tea. Yeah. So we I put loads of photos up, and we talked about calming signals and different body language yeah. cues, and then we talked about like myths in body language as well. So you know, if like your dog's tail's wagging. Oh, it's happy mean, dog. Yeah. Happy dog. My favorite one pet. is dog rolls onto their back. Oh, yeah. it's belly rubs. Oh, happy dog. Give yeah. it a pet. So I had a really nice photo of Roxy on her back and then a client's dog of mine on her back. Yeah. I said, which of these dogs wants a belly rub? Uh, and the client's dog is like, whale eye. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
tucked up the like, bombastic side eye. Yeah, the bombastic <laughs> side eye, uh, and we were trying to like identify like calming signals and nervous and happy like and, and happy cool. dogs and the difference. Yeah, it was really fun. And then Roxy came with me. Oh, and she did her. a little demo of a couple of tricks, yeah. uh, and then everyone went and got selfies with her. And oh, she was, yeah, she people was... love a dog, don't they? You can take a dog to a, an event somewhere, and, and it's almost like people have never they've never ever seen a dog before. <laughs> it's almost like you've turned up with a tiger or a, a leopard or something. Like, oh, touch the dog! Oh my god, a dog! I've got to yeah. touch it! Oh my god! And they're like, yeah, there's like loads of them. There's just... I'll be honest. When she when I was. Picking which dog to take, because I wanted it to be a trick demo. Yeah. Roxy was slow, and she and her tricks aren't that flashy, and they're not that impressive, in my mind, Like because I know what it could look like. Yeah. And Havoc is so much more impressive to watch, but Roxy can hold an hour down stay. Yeah, she, she's chill, isn't she? And That's she's so, the thing about her. So she's so chill. So she just yeah. laid there while I did the presentation and then did the tricks after, and so the, all the kids there are thinking, my mate's got a dog and he's a complete dick. How come your dog's so calm and shut yeah. out and just like sat well, that's why patiently I, waiting? That's why I didn't take Havoc because the other worry was because obviously, uh, you know this, I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but Havoc's been going through that fear period. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just really didn't. <coughs> he's kind of coming out the other end of it now. So I'm, I've not really had an incident with him for ages, but I just didn't want him growling yeah. at one of the students um, or sort of yeah, freaking out. Fun. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look good. So I think I'm going to do it again in next year yeah. for the next cool. set of students. And hopefully, uh, next time I do it, I'll be able to do Havoc. Yeah. Because I'll be able to be a bit more chill. A year older and a year more mature. A year older, a year more mature. <clears throat> uh, it always makes me chuckle. It always makes me wonder when you, you get a client who comes for training or to come to a class or whatever. And they do the training and a year on, the dog's lovely. They've, they've put the training hours in, yeah. they've put the stuff in. And I always look at it and think, I wonder if we just left that dog alone for 12 months where the maturity would have just fixed all those problems. I always wonder. You never can tell, but I always you wonder. You can tell a bit. I'm, I, I feel like I agree to a point, but also I see a lot of three, four, five-year-old dogs that are all <laughs> absolutely Yeah, they're still assholes. So, yeah. so yeah. I think to a point, yeah, I think that that doesn't work for engagement, attention, no. anything like that. But what I think it does work for to just leave them alone sometimes just leaving them alone and it'll go away on its own are like fear related issues mm. nervousness if you just avoid that problem for a year yeah sometimes it'll go away goes, oh it actually went a problem after all now i'm grown yeah. up i'm cool yeah which is why again like some parts of training plans are also management yeah you're going to do these things when you do encounter your trigger but for the most part just want you to avoid yeah, just that avoid trigger. that trigger like you don't have some yeah and then when you're feeling it. a bit more in control yeah. let's expose the trigger again and we'll yeah. see if a combination of avoiding it and training is going to make that better but it might just be time yeah. in some cases um, yeah tell you what else i had go on i had an inquiry from a lady as yeah. to the welfare of my dogs in hot weather mm. yeah for the best of it happened yeah really she looked disapproving wildly disapproving and fair play to her. She had It cause. was hot this weekend. She had cause for concern, I don't doubt. Um, but yeah, she came across and went, I'm concerned about your dogs. And I went, Your oh. van is uh, insulated, though. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't you dogs. have like an, um, a sensor, like a, a, temp- yeah, it tells me a thermometer as well? Over temperature, yeah. But she'd seen Dennis spinning. Dennis had seen her and got excited. Got excited. And she went, There's one of them spinning. I'm like, 
He always spins. <laughs> He's a working cocker. What was she like? Was she nice about it? Then? She was all right. I explained all the, the good stuff we did. Yeah. And the fact that the van's insulated and I misted them down with water because I always carry mist spray. Yeah. So I can soak them down. And we've got cooling jackets and we've got water and we've got shade and we've got all fans and stuff. And she was all right after that. She was cool. Yeah. But it's like with the, with the agility show that it was hot, but um, all the vans, you know, were all covered in the silver. Yeah, those stuff. Illuminates. Yeah. They're fantastic. The they cars are. are all cool. Obviously, the back of my car's got those insulated, yeah. like, cages. Both yeah. of the dogs were on wet towels. Yeah, that um, works. That works with just, like, a cooling mat. So yeah. they're both on wet towels in there. It was cooler in the car. I, I was remember years and years yeah. and years ago, went to a scent work thing at the Kennel Club buildings at Stonley, and uh, we got all the dogs in vans down there. And there was a woman, she she was an audit rather than a, mm. a handler. And she had a good old rant about dogs in cars and rah, rah. And the thing was being run by Kelly Dunbar, mm. who lives in California, or lived at the time in California. Is that Ian's Ian Dunbar's... Wife or dogs? I'm really sure, I think. Okay. I think there's some connection. Yeah. Um, I think. Anyway, and I'm not one to, to judge. No. Um, and she kind of looked at this lady and went, we've made every effort to make sure the welfare animals is catered for. But we do agility in California, and it's hotter than this every day. And the dogs just lay in cars, yeah. fans on them and cool mats and whatever. I think this is uh, it. It's like it's ambient temperature. You know, it's like I said to the lady at the weekend, I sort of said, well, if my dogs are on my patio at the moment, they'd be on my patio under the shade, and it'd be this hot, whether they're in the van, at a festival. As long as you're not, as long as they're not, you know. Yeah, we're not working them hard. We only worked them in a, it, it, the only time we'd have worked them is if they'd been a call out or early on or the evening when we actually worked. It's a, like with the, agility, with the agility shows, it's for like, well, like I said earlier, Roxy ran it in 38 seconds <laughs> and then goes back in the, to cool down. Yeah. But um, I think the other thing is for, and I fully agree, because when you see dogs in hot cars, it is really distressing and it's upsetting. And it absolutely shouldn't be done. But I think when you're talking about people that work their dogs or work with their dogs all the time is that the cars are kitted out so much. It's like life support. That it's... It really is. Yeah, that the dogs are more yeah. comfortable in the car than anywhere else. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of the, the, the vans with the stickers all over, like, um, temperature controlled, don't yeah. smash the windows no, to smash get the dogs window, out. you arse. Please don't do I know this. what's happening inside better than yeah. you do. If you're just yeah. driving around in, you know, your, your Ford Fiesta yeah. and your dog's in the boot and you leave them in the car so you can go to the supermarket... You deserve hanging. Then you're a terrible person yeah but well, yeah so, when you... well, no they were cool we, yeah. we we kept them alive all weekend they were fine yeah yeah so yeah yeah there were rants coming on you've been wanting to have this rant yeah for the for for the last hour they were not mentioned as well Go the on. other elephant in the room what's the other elephant the impending e-collar van we you really determined about. to talk about really controversial things today, yeah. and it's making, we'll leave that one for another week. It's making me uncomfortable. We can talk about it today if you want. No, we'll leave it for another week. No, let's just have a full on, <laughs> full blown rant about everything that is bad in the world. <laughs> everything that's rantable. And I'll try and be the voice of reason while you lose <sighs> you while you lose okay. your temper. So, my first rant for today. I hate this. <laughs> it's not a rant. It's a concern. Okay. So this weekend I've done a festival, yeah. um, a brilliant festival, lovely weather, and there were people there. I, I was working on the campsite, which was for 
the accessible campsite for people with disabilities and issues. And there were several dogs on that campsite. Um, several dogs. Now, there was some concern brought up about some of those dogs over the weekend. Now, some of them were cool. And I don't doubt some of them were fantastic handlers, and they're the ones that we won't be talking about because they were the ones that didn't cause a fuss. Like that really cool staffy that you mentioned. So the staffy who'd got ear protectors, he'd got. It was cool. And he was super chilled. He was chill. He was cool. Was he a? But was he like an alert dog? Was he a medical alert dog? I think was he... he was um, a. Uh, well, um, what do you call it? Come on, help me out here. I don't know. Um, you just emotional be... sport dog. Was he? I think he was an emotional sport dog, but obviously somebody had put the time and effort in because the dog would call with headphones and uh, earphones and whatnot. Just for the, the people out there, you can actually buy dog earphones. But... Right, before we continue with yeah. this rant, just to make this make sense mm-hmm. for people that don't know the difference, what is the difference between a, a medical alert or an assistance dog and, so... and the, what you're going to rant about, which is an emotional support dog? Yeah. What is the difference? So... Assistance Dogs UK is a charity. Under its little wing are several other charities. I've got a list here. So you've got Autism Dogs, we've got Canine Partners, we've got Darwin Dogs, we've got Dog Aid, we've got Dogs for Good, we've got Guide Dogs that we all know of. We've got Hearing Dogs for Deaf People, which we might know of. We've got Medical Detection Dogs. Mm-hmm. We've got Service Dogs UK, and we've got Support Dogs and Seeing Dogs Alliance and Veterans with Dogs. They are all charities that sit under the banner from AD UK. Is this my so my understanding so, just before so my understanding is that assistance dogs or licensed assistance dogs have to be task trained? Yes. They, so they have to be able to, to do a complete, I believe three at a minimum of three behaviours which assist their person. So either alerting or they might alerting be to alert something. dogs which can alert when their person um like with POTS dogs where the person is about to flake out and collapse and they give them warning they can sit them down and get ready for an impending collapse without hurting themselves um like diabetic alert dogs like seeing like seeing dogs seeing dogs dogs. fantastic they guide people through crowded places and all that kind of stuff um hearing dogs where they go and fetch you know alert people that the doorbell's ringing the phone's ringing all that kind of stuff it's It's bloody amazing fantastic i would imagine each of those charities that we've just mentioned will have well, we know Support Dogs UK, don't we? Yes. Because um, yeah. we used to sometimes get involved through our previous job. Um, we know of medical um, detection dogs. Yeah, it's um, an amazing demo by medical detection dogs yeah. at a conference once where they were uh, indicating on urine with um, whether the person who'd provided the sample had cancer. Yeah. So these Absolutely dogs... incredible. These dogs have got... Um, they're task trained. Support yeah. from some fantastic training groups. So if you're lucky enough, or unlucky enough, I guess, if you've got a problem that requires it, but if you're lucky enough to have one of these dogs, um, you can train them yourself with their assistance. Some will allow that. Some will supply a dog. And at that point, you've got an amazing dog that helps you with your life, which is fantastic. But I would imagine, and I would certainly hope, that all those dogs would come with some kind of Training for the new owner, handling, assistance and training, a care package to tell you how to look after it, what to do with it, what not to do with it, things like that. 
what I saw this weekend was dogs being exposed to incredibly loud rock music that clearly weren't in a good place to cope with it. So dogs that were so, the dogs were at download that were the dogs that were stressed. We, had, we certainly had one person who'd said that their assistance dog, who was a genuine assistance dog, um, had really struggled with the noise. And to my mind, they should have known better than to take the dog anywhere near the noisy main stage because the dog couldn't cope. It's okay. no good being there. Just because you want to be there doesn't mean the dog wants to be there. Um, Sam's now hunting for a fly. There's a fly buzzing around the room. And I don't need to draw attention to it. I'm Sam is, I think she's actually got a spear now and she's trying to shoot it out of the sky. I think it's gone. <laughs> she shut the door, shut it out. He'll never get back in. So, the dogs that concern me most aren't the assistance dogs because I suspect that when you pick up your dog from guide dogs for the blind mm. and say, hey, I'm going to download in three weeks' time, they'll go, not with a bloody dog, you're not, you lunatic. And if you do, it goes nowhere near the stages because that dog ain't trained nor qualified to cope with ridiculous loud music. I guess unless they've specifically and, said this is... And 100,000 people. Yeah, you know, but if you, but I guess but. if you specifically want your dog to be able to do that... There is an element of training that you need to... There is. Don't you, we, we could, you could train. As long as you've got the right dog, you've got a confident well, dog. Well, is that can, not exactly what you've been doing with Lottie? Precisely. This week. We, we, chose, we chose a strong dog in Lottie that's... She can cope with busy places. Mm. We've built on that. We've built on it in a slow, steady gains. And, yes, she attended Slipknot. She stood outside the crowd. But she was at the, and she was cool. she was at the edge, wasn't yeah. she? Didn't take me in the middle of it. Ridiculous. It wasn't even particularly loud where we were. It was just... They're busy people coming past. Brilliant, mm. excellent training for her, and she just literally played ball and got fuss. Yeah. So, no stress, no no upset. The problem I have is the emotional sport dogs. Now, to my mind, these are pets. They've got no particular training. They don't do a particular job other than make the person feel better because the dog's around. We had several of them just barking and yelling at our dogs. We were working dogs on the way in, searching vehicles. And we got little dogs barking, yelling, snarling, trying to get out of dogs to fight our dogs. Our dogs are looking at them going, you bloody idiot, what are you playing at? You know, because ours are trained. And the issue then appeared to be that people with emotional sport dogs then felt they had carte blanche to take them straight into main arena area straight onto accessibility platform for main stage and even closer to the band than that. And the dogs clearly couldn't cope. And then they got annoyed because people tried to touch their dogs. Well, people tried to touch my dog, but guess what? My dog's trained. And my dog's been trained to cope in busy environments. And their dog clearly hasn't because it gets distressed. And it concerns me a lot that people are calling these dogs emotional support dogs where since they've had no training from any of the ADUK charities, they're just basically taking a pet dog to a busy, ridiculously crazy, loud environment. And the welfare of that dog suffers massively. Absolutely massively. So what you're, I guess what you're really sort of frustrated with is not the fact that people have emotional support dogs. So, for example, the staffy was excellent. Cool dog. Is more that it's people who call their dogs emotional support dogs when they've not done any training or that those dogs yeah. have reactivity issues. If you've got an, emotion, an emotional support dog, I would it's hope... Not, it's not react, if it's reactive... I would hope not, that yeah. that dog can be taken in busy crowds 
could be walk past other dogs, could be trained to sit still, sit on your knee, sit under your chair, wherever it needs to sit, not keep getting up, running, barking, shouting, jumping about, just generally being a knob, and cope with the environments. And I would hope that the person who owned that visit that dog would recognise that the dog wasn't coping and think, just because I want to be here doesn't mean my dog wants to be here. So if I need my dog to be with me, I need to leave. Not, I want my dog to be here, I want to stay and watch. So tough luck, dog. Yeah. Which is effectively what was happening. We actually had several comments from other people working at the event, um, questioning, they shouted across and questioned what whether this was right, and we're like, no, it's not right. These uh, dogs' welfare is suffering. So it becomes a welfare issue mm. if you're labelling that as... I think it's horrific. I think it's horrific. I think the organisers ought to maybe have a, a quiet word with these people. Or the there line, should be... Where do you draw the line, though? Because, <coughs> excuse me, what can you... What is the criteria for having your dog registered as an emotional support dog? How do you get your dog in to a festival as an emotional support dog? You literally get it a jacket. Can you... Well, I thought so... Because dogs aren't allowed at festivals, right? They are if you're... If you've got... If you're in an accessible area and you claim it's an emotional support dog, you need no certification, no qualification, no nothing. So that's the problem. So if you're an assistance dog, you probably don't need to show any certification either. However, if you've got a genuine assistance dog, you will have that because it'll have been trained by one of the charities under the umbrella of the ADUK. If they were to insist that you had to have, that you had to have some sort of uh, certification or something like that, would that put people with genuine assistance dogs or emotional support dogs at risk of not being able to take their dogs? Though, would it be? Would it? Is it? Is it better? Is it better that there's no need to prove it, uh, and it's more a case that those people are just exploiting the system? Or, just a little bit like your e-collar ban situation, or do you want legislation for that, or do you, should you leave it and it's just some people that are abusing the system? I just, I or should feel be, do you know what I mean? Just, there should it's be the same problem, isn't a licence programme for them. You can't just claim it is a whatever dog. You, you should have to have some kind of licence, some kind of formal qualification that that dog's been trained to a certain standard. It can cope with a certain level of environment. Even if you did it through, like, the Kennel Club gold... gold by, yeah, even if something as simple as that, I mean, we, there were dogs there at the weekend that were just yelling and shouting at our dogs through car windows. And you were looking at it thinking, that dog's just a wild little dog with no training, no control. It's ridiculous. Oh, or training control, but, they, but they've been put in a situation they couldn't possibly deal yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Because the other side of it is maybe people thought that the dogs would cope and they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people perhaps understand what a big ask it is for a dog to cope at an arena gig or... A festival or something similar. It, it's it's massive. Yeah. You know, it, it's not something that most pet dogs can handle. No, I agree. It's a very specific training amount of training to get a dog into an environment that can cope with that, and the dogs haven't got it. I reckon. It's I just reckon cruel. Both of mine would would hate it. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's it's just cruel. It's wrong. I I agree with you, which is ridiculous. I agree with you <laughs> that it is a welfare issue. It is. I don't mind. I don't. I don't care if if somebody has a dog 
And you know what? It delivers absolutely nothing to them, but it makes them feel good. They've got and it's happy to some, be there. Yeah, maybe they've got some emotional problem. They've got some mental health problem, and that dog delivers nothing apart from give, delivers a sense of well-being to its owner. That's fantastic. But don't put your dog through hell because she's supposed to care about that dog. Don't put it through hell just because you want to attend Metallica. That's just ridiculous. You know, if that dog's going to attend Metallica, that dog needs to have attended dozens of little events and dozens of little concerts, all as part of its training before it gets exposed to Metallica. There you go. And I'm guessing from, they've not. From from Ian, if you want to go to Metallica, you should start going to open mic nights with your dogs. <laughs> yes, seriously though. No. You know, we've we've taken dogs to pubs. We've taken dogs to you know restaurants that are dog friendly. We've taken dogs to noisy places in a slow progression of training. You know, if you've got a, a genuine assistance dog that's going through a training program, I would hope that guide dogs for the blind or whoever would say. I really wouldn't take it to Download Festival because your dog's not really got to that point in its training where it can cope with it. Or they'd maybe say, you know what, your dog's bomb-proof. It's four years in. It knows its work. It's, it's a fantastic dog. Keep an eye on it. If it looks like it's getting stressed, pull it out. But, you know, your dog, your dog can cope. But not just land with what's effectively a pet dog and then expect, not even expect, force it to cope. Yeah, I mean... It's never right. I would like to argue with you more about this, but um, I feel like I agree. Uh, but also, you are saying this all significantly more reasonably than you were earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you were really emotional. I've, I have sat on my hands this weekend because I got on several of the Facebook groups because I like to get a handle on what's going off and what's happening around me because if people come for advice, they don't like upsetting people and going, I don't know, which is what they often get at these events. I like to make sure I know what's happening and, and I can provide reasonable advice. In the middle of all this, I'm seeing people who've got an eight-month-old dog that they're expecting to cope with with festival life. Mm. And and it isn't. And frankly, that's a welfare issue. And to my mind, it's only should be shot. Oh, oh, that was extreme. Well, maybe not shot. Maybe, maybe just have the dog chastised. removed. Harshly. But yeah, just advice, just advice for him. Because my thought is, if it was a, a training program, a, a recognised training program for emotional support dogs, mm. then that trainer would probably say to these people, what are you thinking? Don't take your dog to Download Festival. It's going to be too noisy. Your little dog can barely cope with High Street. So yeah. don't take it. If you need to go, go without it. Um, if you can't cope without it, don't go. Hey, life's tough. Yeah. But... Don't take your little dog and put it through hell just because you want to be somewhere and feel it ought to be able to cope. Maybe. You're, you're mad, aren't you? I'm, I'm, I've been upset. It's concerning this week because these little dogs don't need that. No, and it, you know, and it, it's really it's upsetting. Because when, when they're the reacting people, as well, it's easy to get frustrated. I don't really know what think as well. I don't really think the people who've got them really understand. And if it was a training programme or a requirement for some kind of licensing hopefully along that path they'd bump into someone who did understand and, and so, could yeah. share that knowledge with them well that's a business idea for you yeah teaching yeah. emotional support dogs yeah can you think of anything more fun no <laughs> sounds, sounds thrilling yeah so that's my little rant over um 
yeah, come on, people. If you've got emotional support dogs, don't just take your dog to a horrible place and make it suffer. Get some training. Do some work. You want, if we've got a bomb dog and we've got a, a drug dog, we're out all over that dog. Are you out all over your dog? I doubt it. Well, maybe they are. But they haven't no but then but they're not working maybe if they're not working with the trainer they don't notice if it's okay or not. That's just it. If they are they're doing it wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, That's it. I'm done. Yeah, I know, you're spent. full of full of upset. I'm I'm cross, proper cross. So when would an emotional support dog be uh, acceptable in your mind? When it can cope with the environment it's been put into. I've no issue with the dog. Dog's fine. If that dog makes you makes you feel better, if that dog gets you, I don't know perhaps you have PTSD, you've got some kind of autism, where you have you know, meltdowns and panic attacks. If that dog gets you through, that's fantastic. But that, but what, even, if your dog but can only cope of issues like those would be assistance dogs because they're task trained because they're they're yeah. trained to recognise. But even if it's not, or, or if stress. it's not recognising it, if it's just it's, it's very presence is calming. Yeah, okay. If it's very presence is calming. That's great. But if it can only cope with going to a pub on quiz night, or it can only cope with going to a coffee shop for a couple of drinks with friends, that's where it has to step, stop. It's, it can't carry on to, I want to take it to a concert, I want to take it to a festival, because the dog doesn't cope. And I feel like, that, well, I feel like the dog's not coping, yeah. it's, all it's doing is it's a welfare issue. I feel like I agree, I can't argue against that. That's uh, it's reasonable. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah, especially when it comes to the welfare of the of the dog in question. No, I agree fully. So shot collars. Oh. <laughs> Let's get them all out in the open. Elephant in the room. He's been there for weeks. It's not an elephant in the room. It is. It's not an elephant. Well, we, we, we've ignored it though. Everyone's okay with it. Yeah. So. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Right. So. Do you want, should, we, should we have another rant? Go for it. So for anybody who's out there who doesn't know much about this kind of thing. We would both class ourselves as positive trainers, aren't we? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, positive trainers. So you get another crowd of people. Well, you get us. We're probably more understanding. You get a crowd of people called purely positive trainers who are really holier than thou, positive all the way. You get a crowd of people called balanced trainers, and they use some methods which are like shock collars, electric collars, um, and prong collars, to name but two. Now, the positive guys don't like that. And the balanced guys don't think the positive guys are very good. And that's pretty much how the circle of life works in dog training, in my mind. Um, and the government, the British government, have decided to jump on a bandwagon with a lot of other countries, some across Europe, um, or some states in Australia. I some think. places in Australia. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they're implementing a ban for electric collars in 2024. February. Yeah. Now, the weird thing about this ban is that although they sort of say there's no place for the shock collars, the electric collars to be used in, in society, they are still, however, permitting the armed forces to use them. So if you're in the armed forces, it's still legal to use an electric collar, but if you're a civvy, definitely not so. So that kind of suggests that they do have a certain level of efficacy, even if they don't want you to know that. Um, what's been really annoying me, really rankles me, is the positive people who aim to train and learn and, and all that by reward and positive nature have just been crowing about it. Oh, and it's just so annoying me. People ought to be just going, 
You know what? There's a shot collar band. That's brilliant. It's what I've been wanting for years. Anyway, moving on. That should be where it ends. It literally should be where it ends. But instead, they've been crowing about it all over Facebook. And do you know what's even worse, right? Some of them that I've seen crowing about it on Facebook are trainers that I don't have a lot of respect for. They're not... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they're very good. And... This is getting funny, worse. This is getting the worse. funny thing that they've been saying is, oh, yeah, and now we'll be able to train these balance trainers how to use reward-based methods. Some of these balance trainers are way better trainers than they'll ever be with rewards, without shot collars. They're really good trainers. They just happen to use a, a different method. And it's just made me so... It's so funny that you've got people who aren't even particularly good positive trainers crowing about it. And, just, oh. and then the videos... Now, you, we, we shared some videos about this, didn't we? What, between ourselves? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that secret life so, that I've got. Secret life. <laughs> so there's been quite a few balanced trainers that have appeared on, on social media, ranting. So even the ones that are on social media, they're, they're terrible as well, though. Ranting. How, how it's going to just lead to death, death of sheep and death of dogs and death of this and... How can you keep the sheep safe without yeah. electric collars? But on a lady flew. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> um, well, there's one particular video, and oh, is it that awful woman with the, the pointer? pointer? Yeah, yeah, okay. the pointer. No, I do so let's so let's discuss this. We, we're balanced. We, we're not balanced trainers. We're positive trainers, pretty much. Um, so basically, we're talking about a, a dog that's got high prey drive. Um, it's pointer, and they bring is it a rabbit? It's a little rabbit or guinea pig. I think I can't it's a remember. guinea pig. It's a little guinea pig or thing. I, I can't remember what it is, but it don't, don't or matter. A cat, I can't remember. It's a small animal from upstairs. A small fluffy animal. They bring it down some stairs. There's a sort of a, a sort of stair gate thing around it, and this pointer just sees it, locks up, and points like pointers do. And then she throws some treats at it and goes, "There you go. You see evidence that you need a shot colour on this dog. Otherwise, this dog's just going to kill these rabbits." Now. And Sam, that's not what's going on there. What's what's gone wrong there, Sam? <laughs> well, so what's gone wrong there, Ian, <laughs> is that I think she's misunderstood how positive reinforcement in yes. training works. And it's not cookie pushing no. or throwing treats at a dog that is it's, way over threshold. It's training. It's training, it's yeah. still training. And then what she then does, which is what makes this video video even more ridiculous, is then she does put the electric collar on the dog, she shocks the dog. It comes away from the small fluffy animal and comes yeah. next to her because it's gone ah fuck because um, yeah. it's been shocked. But not once does that dog take its no, eyes no. off the rat. So, that dog's so- still locked in. I swear, regardless of colour, if they put that little rabbit or whatever on the floor, that dog's having so it. So the dog comes away, regardless of how many she, shocks yeah, it gets. It gets into her heel position, doesn't it's it? Yeah. Um, but while it's in a heel position, it's not giving her any engagement. It's, it's literally no. only there because it got a shock. Yeah. And it's just there. So it, basically, the the, moral, the the summary of this video is she's a terrible positive reinforcement trainer. Yeah. She's also a terrible aversive terrible trainer. Terrible aversive trainer she's as well. Just, she's just not training at all. No. She's, it's just awful. She's responding. She's reacting she's to what's reacting happening. To yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree that some of the problems are that the people who have possibly been the loudest are probably the the... The, not the skilled not in either skilled. direction. No. Um, it concerns me. I I would agree. I'm pleased with the ban. Uh, I think it's a great thing. I don't think that they should be readily available as they are. They are so available as well. And they're so available. My concern yeah. with the, my concern with the ban 
is that you'll at least when there wasn't a ban there was able to be conversation around them so people were encouraged not to buy the cheapy rubbishy ones the problem with the cheapy rubbishy ones as well for people is there's a delay there's a latency yeah so if you so yeah and any kind of training is going to have a timing as a as an important component that's a really Um, scary part of it if you're using the 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 e-collar to stop a behavior or even to build a behavior to to increase drive it's got to be when you push that button not when you push the button, beep, now it's going to be when you push that button. And the cheap ones have horrible, like, horrible amounts of latency. I don't particularly agree with bans. And controllability but, as well. Yeah, I think I think the, the benefit of the ban is going to be that people are going to think twice about using them. They go, yeah. oh, right, shit, you know, they they are actually not, not yeah. ideal. Um, the, the argument for the need of them for things like livestock chasing and stuff like that, there was some... So if we are going to go into this fucking topic, there was <laughs> you've you've drawn it out of me. We're going to get I've avoided rants out in one evening. I've avoided talking about this because, like you, I saw that it was happening. I've commented on it a little bit, bit you know, here and there, and just gone like, oh, you know, it's probably quite good news, um, but not really wanting to get into depth about it. But I've seen a lot of um, ridiculousness on on both different directions. It's been a lot of ridiculousness. So in terms of the 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 figures around livestock chasing and sheep worrying and things like that is that there's been since the e-collar ban in wales a significant increase in sheep worrying and livestock chasing there's these are real figures but like we all know you can get statistics to say whatever you want the increase was around the time of covid yeah uh, people are holidaying in this country. 15% or 21% or something. Something like that. The number, According to, yeah. I think, National Farmers Union insurance claims for livestock. I don't have the actual That's figures. figures yeah, I don't actually have the actual figures in front of me. I just remember, I just remember seeing mm. this. But the... So, a couple of factors to consider with the increase is, number one, people holiday in this country a lot more. Yeah. Um, number two, more people got dogs over lockdown. Yeah. Uh, number three, rising social media, t- uh, TikTok trainers, things like that, making people think that they can do it without help. Yeah. Um, there are loads of reasons why the amount of people who go for holidays in Wales with their non-e-collar or, or dogs that have probably lived in the city their whole life yeah. and never seen a sheep in their life. Never seen a sheep, don't even know and now chasing yeah. And now chasing sheep. Also, if you want to keep sheep safe... Uh, rather than electric, because we also both know, and hopefully everyone listening would know, but we'll say it anyway, is that even if you've got an e-collar on your dog, if you haven't trained them properly, if you don't know how to train your dog, you're going to zap your dog. Your dog's going to probably run faster to the sheep. Like The, the only, not, way, only way you're really going to stop it if you've not done any preliminary hurt, training is hurt your, is dog. Hurt your dog. You're going to yeah. wind that e-collar up to its maximum setting. You're going to drop your dog, and in the vague hope that that dog, once it's dropped, goes... I'll come back. It's not going to come back. It might submit. You're hoping that. And you're hoping. And so scared. It'll stop and come back. It's not going to come back if you've not. Tra- it's not no. going to come back. It might be if you if you if you hurt it enough, it might stop the chase and and either hide, run and hide, try and escape. It's going to try and escape, isn't it? The it, it basically it the the <laughs> the van of e collars and the increase in livestock chasing. Uh, correlation is not causation, no. and it's really, really important that people remember that. And mm. it, it, you know, 
it, um, we're very mindful it bothers see... me when you see stats like that and it's fear mongering yeah oh my god uh, we've banned e-collars and look at all the sheep that are now yeah. getting chased just all demonstrations off. like we're talking about on a facebook video oh those demos right, it's like i'm gonna throw biscuits to the dog and you're like that's that's not how the training works the dog's have a threshold already your, yeah, your dog's absolutely not. already not gonna focus so ridiculous yeah uh, I, for me i don't i don't really care about e-collars I think there's people out people can and use them because they'll go underground. Is it Ian Dunbar who said uh, in order to use an e-collar effectively, you need really good timing, a good knowledge of understanding of animal behaviour and how they learn. Yeah. And if you have, and something else. If you have all those already. If you have all those things, you, you probably don't, don't need an e-collar. You don't need yeah. an e-collar. Yeah. yeah. I don't doubt for some people it's a, it's a useful tool. I think for some people it's a shortcut tool. Um, but certainly for some people, they use them really well. And good luck to them. Um, it's not my bag, baby, as was once said in the film. Um, I don't, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. see. I, I don't just... know that I agree to that extent with you, but I'm but I'm not prepared to sort of argue. The no. other thing that I think is important to for me is I haven't personally used one, and so even though on the surface my knowledge of them makes me think, oh, good, I'm glad of this ban. Yeah, I also haven't. I I don't know enough. Um, to sort of jump on and be like, "Yay!" <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know enough. I like, I don't like the idea of them. I, I don't, I don't use them. I don't advocate for them. Um, but I'm not going to run around going "ha ha ha" in the face that, of that's people. What, that's the bit that really annoyed me. In the face of it people was, that do, do it was you know, people who were supposed to be friendly, nice, positive trainers. Just crowing about it all over Facebook. I was like, really calm down. It's not nice. It's not nice to watch. You're no, yourself, there, was some, there were some posts. You're making that were... yourself look really, really witchy. It's just, mm. there's no need for it. Like I said, there were, there were some posts that I liked, though, because they were a bit more in depth about the reason why they were happy that they were being banned. And I thought, well, as long as you can sort of explain your end, mm. fine. Or, like, equally, people that were upset about the ban who would discuss such reasonably. Great, I'll listen to you all day, but but posting videos of you, you know, shocking a dog and going, yeah. "Hey, it works." Is yeah. is I mean, that's not. I mean, posting videos basically do really crap training. It's just poor. Well, the thing is, it's poor training and it's poor trainers, and and they're loud. Mm. Um, yeah, the loud voices about it, and they're loud voices about it. Um, but no, if you are going to make me talk about this, which you have done. <laughs> I am, I, I am for the ban. Yeah, I think I think I probably am as well. I think I probably am. Yeah, yeah. I think it takes takes the potential for harm away from people who don't know how to use it. Um, I was saying I, I was saying it, this literally today. To, I do find it weird that they'll just let the military continue using them. Like what on earth? One minute you're saying, "Ah, oh, well, there's no there's no functionality. You don't need them," but these guys do. Okay, is right. the reason. I'm, I'm spitballing here. Would the reason be that those types of dogs absolutely must perform? I I really don't like this argument, but I don't. I'm, I'm not a working dog person. I so I don't know. High drive, bitey dogs. Yeah. They can handle. They, these aren't dogs. This is in my mind. This is my opinion only. These aren't dogs that are high street pets. 
These people have them as pets. These are the two bloody idiots. <laughs> these are. Do you know there's someone around, that lives around here who's got a Kangol? Really? Yeah, slightly off topic. Good grief. Yeah, good grief. Is it big? So I, so I was driving... This, I totally segue for a second. Big as a car, aren't they? So, Turkish Kangol. Yeah. So, so Google it if you don't know what they are. But basically, I was driving down the road with my friend in the car, and we saw this man walking, this stunning, yeah. stunning dog. About the size of Roxy it was. And I was very Welsh then, wasn't I? About Whoa. the size of Roxy it was. As coat as his jacket. So as coat as his jacket. Um, so it was about the size of Roxy. And my friend said to me, because she knows I'm obsessed, she was like, Sam, what breed of dog is that? And I looked and I thought, holy, holy shit. And I, I was like, I think that that is a puppy. Can yeah. I think, but because it was, I was like, it must be. It's massive, but yeah. it looks like a puppy. I think it's a Kangal. Anyway, it has since been confirmed there is a man who lives on that road who's got yeah, a Kangal. Wow. Who's got a Kangal, and he's going to get another one, and he's going to breed them. Oh, Jesus. I know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, oh, there's going to be some people hurt around here, aren't there? Well, I was having this conversation with someone, and he's got an enormous garden, and it, and no one's seen him walk it for a while. So it sounds like it got to, like, seven, eight months, and he stopped taking it outside. But I don't know if this is all true. This is all this is local speculation. Right. But, um, but... No one's seen him walk it for a while that I know. Maybe he does walk it every day and nobody's seen it. Um, but it, it's concerning. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure I don't want to train it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's just not. <laughs> if it rings, pass the number across to someone else. Not for me. Yeah. Um, but, wow. Yeah. What a stunner. And a puppy. So it's as big as a big dog. It was bigger than Roxy. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, I, th- I think... I've seen this in photos. I think that's a Kangal, and it is yeah. Turkish Kangal. Anyway, that was exciting. Well, yeah, so exciting back, news for the day. Back to the military dogs. Yeah, <laughs> back to the military. I, I, for myself, right, opinion only, I do think that for people doing specific kinds of training with certain types of dog, there is potential a requirement for electronic collars. They use them in a lot of instances really well. They get good results from them, um, and ridiculous levels of control is it a shortcut yes i think without a doubt oh really yeah because there's people out there who've got really high well really high ranks positions and so on with dogs using positive methods it's alleged it's but alleged. i know there's always it's a little alleged. bit of ah well so and so did it you know only using you know, game, play, reward, ball, reward. And then you go, ah, but then so-and-so happened and this happened. But I think for some dogs... What about, what about as well, not to... Because I don't like the idea of them at all, but even though some people have done it through reward only, we want to talk volume. Yeah. The, 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 these, are, time. these are few and far between trainers. But also, time, but also time. Uh, like Time scales and so on, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I do think there's a time and a place for them, maybe with certain breeds of dogs and certain kinds of dogs and certain kinds of dog sports and dog behaviours that people are training for. However, um, I don't think they really have a place on dogs on the high street. I really don't. I think most things can be achieved by reward and training and patience. Um, and reasonable expectations and reasonable expectations yeah like we've said before about expectations if you have to put if you have to put an electric collar on your dog in order to be able to control it in a certain environment 
uh, in my opinion, you shouldn't be there. No. It's like the, the, the big one that they're all talking about is a sheep chasing. And most of these places, if you if you're to most countryside rural areas that have got sheep, they put signage up saying, please keep dogs on lead. Not please keep dogs on e-collar. Please, please keep dogs on lead. And they're saying, ah, oh, well, my dog won't get a freedom anymore. Well, walk them somewhere else. Walk them somewhere else. Where do you live, Wales? You know, if you live in the middle of rural Wales, there's going to be sheep there all the time. You're going to have to deal with that, fair play, or take them to a beach. But I'll put them on a long line. You know, put them on a lead, put them on a long line, put them on an extended lead. Flexi oh, leads, God, let's not get into flexi leads. Flexies are great. So, I, yeah. so genuinely, I, I holidayed in, uh, I don't know if I think it was Wales for this one, I think it was the Lake District. There's sheep everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Ropsy spent the week on a, flexi, yeah. on a flexi lead and she had a great time. It's not a biggie. It's fine. Did he hurt her at all? Did he deliberately hurt her? Yeah, I did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't. I don't get the argument. There's, I mean, I know a lot of people in uh, in the states use them for um, snake avoidance. Study. I know. They get a snake in it. No they get a snake in a cage and they expose the dog to it and they 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 harshly shot the dog. Um, so the dog goes bloody hell! I'm not being near snakes. They're little buggers, aren't they? And I can kind of understand that. And I don't doubt it's fairly straightforward to do with positive training because you just said to the dog, hey, you see what that was? You do a recall straight back to me. And I'll be honest, it's not a big ask. Um, have you seen, but, speaking up, have you seen Denise Fenzi's recall on Zen away from uh, any sort of wildlife? No. It's automatic. Yeah. He sees something and he just runs back and to the, Yeah, the, the queue, that is the queue, the queue for the queue return to handler and get massively so reward. Yeah, and when he yeah. was a puppy, when she started doing yeah. it, he, when he was a puppy, it was horse manure. Yeah. Because he wanted to eat it. So she made the sight of horse yeah. a recall queue. Yeah. And and it's phenomenal. And just built it from there. And just built yeah. it from there. But the only difference <laughs> is that she spent a little bit more time doing it than just mm. frying him when he... I think that's the difference. I think just takes more the, skill. It takes more skill for the trainers that use e-collars really well. It's a really important tool in their toolbox, and probably one which is they could legitimise their use of. I think for people who use them quite badly, like you say, as as a very quick shortcut to stop doing that, stop doing this. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, it's just not. It's, it's just not, not a terrific way to do it. There's better ways. There's other ways. I think if that's um, the way you use them and your argument for not having them banned is because that's how you use them, then really you're not particularly it, skilled. It brings you back to my old adage, what 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 can a can a dead dog do it? Oh, well. Can a dead dog do it? A dead dog do it. Yeah. Well if your dog's running towards a sheep and you zap it, you've stopped it, you've interrupted it. What and then what does it do next? Yeah. Well, I want it to come back. I want it to this. I want it. I, the answer people give is I want it not to chase sheep. Can a dead dog not chase sheep? Yeah. So suddenly you've left a, a training vacuum. You've left a big vacuum that your dog's going to fill with something else. It might have a tantrum. It might throw itself about. It might carry on chasing sheep. All these questions. Train it to do something else. Train it. Yeah. And if they're used for training and not just corrections, then they still require the same amount of input yeah. as positive. Right. In see, which case, yeah. just use positive. Like it's, if, you, if you see yeah. somebody using one to increase drive to do something I don't and doing it, it well... I don't think many people would do it. It's very stunning to watch. Yeah. But again, 
it's rare that's it's not rare. what they use the reason for the ban is that people aren't using them yeah for that. there's like three people in the world that do that do you think it'll go underground do you think people will still carry on because the weird thing is the ban is only a ban on using them it's not a ban on owning buying or selling them so you can still buy them you can still sell them you can do all those good what, things what i think will happen is similar to what happens already in this country with prong collars because they're much mm. more frowned upon but they're not illegal um, what it covers is they have little scarves yeah. they have little snoods for the dogs yeah. and so the dog walks around in a really cute little snood with like camo print on or flowers yeah. paw prints paw prints and underneath yeah. it is either a prong collar or an electric collar yeah um because there's a there's a doberman that lives near my parents um that is always in a really gorgeous little snood <laughs> and you can see the the, yeah. the spikes sticking through because in europe if you go on holiday in europe anywhere Dogs are just wearing prongs all over yeah, the place. Yeah, they do. And they're just out in the open because yeah. they're, they're completely accepted. Whereas in this country, everyone's got to buy a snood for their dog if they want yeah, to use them. Yeah, because it's a because they're dirt grim. Guilty because, they're gross. because they're grim. Because they're gross. Yeah. Um, but no, I reckon. I reckon. I think the use of them will uh, decrease because most people who. I think most people who would ha who have used them or will use them in, in the like or will use them are people who have had that advice off dog trainers. Mm. And so, because they're now illegal or not yet, but because they'll become illegal, is most pet owners won't turn to them. So I think yeah. there will be a decrease in use. Yeah, but probably. I think if you have used one in your mind successfully in the past, I think those people will continue to use it. Yeah, if I you've got a really if, if you're already. If in you're there using with a, one, you'll carry a reactive dog that you've used it on. Like smokers. Something like, yeah, something like that. You, you'll end up just going, oh, I'm just going to have to keep using it because I don't know a better way. Yeah. I don't know a different way. And I'm not willing to find a different way, potentially. Yeah, I think like the, the, there'll be a decrease in people taking them up. Mm. But I don't think that... I don't think that people that already currently use them will just suddenly stop in February. I don't think that will happen. No. And I don't particularly <laughs> think either... So... There is a ban currently, it's illegal to walk your dog without uh, an ID tag. It is. It's yeah. illegal to, so if you've got a collar on your dog, or if you've got no collar on your dog even, yeah. so it's obvious, but if you've got a collar on your dog but you've not got an ID tag on your dog, that's illegal. Yeah. If you walk your dog on, say, a slip lead, and when you go out and you let it off the lead, you take the slip lead off so your dog's basically naked. Naked dogs. That's actually illegal. I don't know if many people know Who enforces that. it? But no nobody one. enforces it. No I, one at all. I reckon with this ban, is it is in name only, hmm. and there won't be anyone going around. It's an empty gesture. It. It's an empty gesture. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. But it's like it's like it's illegal to walk a dog out um, unrestrained on a highway. Oh, is it? Mm. So if you walk your dog, and people do that alongside a highway. I wish um, they didn't. I didn't know it was illegal. With a dog off lead. I might start screaming that. Yeah. This is illegal. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's illegal to walk a dog off lead on a highway. Do you know what else I realised? So, did you know it's illegal crazy. to have a dog chained for more than is it fifty minutes or twenty minutes? You the can't dog. chain the dog up in this country in your garden for more than about fifteen minutes or something. There's a time limit, yeah. on it, which means my neighbours <laughs> are committing a criminal offence. Yeah. Um, the thing is, as well, no, I don't think uh, it's when, whenever. Anything like this gets investigated, the RSPCA get called out, and the most that the RSPCA can do is check that the water, the dogs got water, the dogs got shelter. Um, the laws are not very good. And yeah, that's literally all they can do, which is why people say they're useless, but they're not because they they've got very the laws not the laws not on their side. Yeah, they're very the sort of situation. slack set of parameters to work within, 
Um, but as long unless, as the unless they need veterinary attention, there's yeah. nothing you can do. As long as your dog's got water and, and shelter, it's, it's okay. Makes but, you almost want to start a little vigilante team to yeah. steal. No, I'm Steal people's dogs. Uh, like Jack Reed. It's all gone a little bit. Uh, it's all gone a little bit. But yeah. Um, Perfect. So yeah, it's, that's today's rant. I think um, there's a lot of rant. Is there anything else you're feeling particularly touchy about? No, no. On the good side, on the good side, let's talk about good stuff. Um, we've just done a festival. Yeah. It's been really good. Dennis worked really hard. Good. Um, he's a cracking little dog. We kept people safe. We that is good. Searched vehicles for bombs. We searched missing or abandoned luggage, which you always get at festivals. For. And did they enjoy it? And I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, he yeah. seemed quite happy. He was tired. Yeah, well, he seemed happy. It's happy. It's a lot of sniffing. It's a lot of sniffing. Did you see my little video of um, Havoc? I've taught him to find my keys. Yeah, yeah, that's a great little, great little, especially for you because you're a bit clumsy. Okay? I'm not. I'm not good at teaching scent. <laughs> I'm not a scent. But trainer. he can find keys. Well, yeah, I, I did a thing. Dennis had a good time at the festival. Um, so did you see my little video of uh, Havoc? Yeah. Uh, I've taught him to find my keys. Doing scent work. Yeah, so I'm... It has. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm not very good at teaching scent, uh, notoriously. Rubbish. Uh, but obviously because you, uh, because he came from your two... <laughs> you felt you've got scent, to. I feel like at some point I've got to do some scent work with him because obviously, uh, again, just as an update for anyone that's listening... Havoc is the offspring of Ian's cadaver dog and bomb dog. Yeah. So they're both uh, pretty decent scent work dogs, aren't they? Yeah, they're not bad. Uh, so Havoc, and, and also, so Seren uh, is going to be a bomb dog. Is yeah. Pixie cadaver? Pixie's going to be a cadaver, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can't remember what Oppo was going to do, something about patient recovery or something like that. I can't remember what yeah, Oppo was going to do. Um, and Havoc finds uh, shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought I'd do something practical with him, and I've taught him to find my car keys. Which and are really a, useful. He's a scent dog now. And he can do it. He can do it. He can find car keys. My little happy boy yeah. finds car keys. Yeah. And the best part about it is he didn't just find them. He finds them and he lays down and indicates on them. Yeah. And he goes, hey, there, look. Look there. Passive. Yeah, he's got passive indication. Passive indication on your car keys. On my car keys. Yeah. So, um... So that's then, really. That, I know the same work UK things that people train are great because it gets people doing stuff for the dogs, which I really approve of. I love the idea that people are gonna one day discover that oh my god, my dog can do this, and suddenly they're yeah. hooked and they're doing it. Um, but it's a really practical thing. Finding yes. Yeah, yeah, so how many people? How many people do you know who lose the keys at home? Yeah. Or, they go out for a picnic, they line a blanket in a park for a little while, they kick a football with the kids. Do you know how many keys I've lost in the woods? Go on. Like, mo- yeah. like more than a sensible person. I lose you keys know, in the woods. People do lose keys. Yeah. And if you can say to your dog, hey, buddy, I think really? I find. 
And the dog potters off and goes, I can do this. And lays down. And lays down, indicating us, Dad, keys down here, idiot. That's fantastic. Honestly. Yeah, it's it, cool. Obviously, it's only in the garden at the moment and I've not gone any further, but I feel so proud of myself because yeah. I'm not a scent trainer. I'm not. I don't really... That's brilliant. I don't really get it. Um, but also, uh, anyone can do it. Yeah. I taught it in an afternoon. Yeah. That whole video that I sent you. Yeah. In, in one afternoon. That's a useful thing to do. Yeah, yeah. You can have a dummy keyring for work, can't for, for training, can't you? Yeah. You can reach into the back of that kitchen drawer where all the old keys and the crap are. Leave them in your pocket for a few minutes to get some scent, a bit of new odour, yeah. and chuck them into some grass. Get your dog to find them. If you want, get your dog to retrieve them. No one cares. Scent work. No I didn't really them. want... Should I have put a retrieve on it? No. You don't need it. But it doesn't matter if your dog... What I'm saying is if, you are, if you're a person who... Just to begin to train that at home, having a bit of a laugh. Throw them into the bushes. Throw them into yeah. some long grass. Not your proper car keys. Don't throw them away. Just in I case did you don't throw my actual them. car keys into the grass recently and Havoc decided he wasn't into the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it needs generalising to It wasn't really. generalising. And I was like, I choked him. Yeah. And I went, car keys. And he went, oh, what's that? <laughs> and walked off and went and sniffed something else. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll go find my keys then. <laughs> you see, there's a difference between like what we do and, and the pets don't work. What we do ends up with that odour being life for the dog. Yeah. That, that drug odour or that bomb odour is life. They don't want anything but that odour. It's just like, I don't care. You know, like Dennis will search with his ball in his mouth. Yeah. He will carry on searching because he's like, I've got a ball, fantastic. Oh, we're searching some more, even better. And he'll search. Um, but... You know, that, that, that odour is life for them dogs. You've got to be mindful with something like just a pet dog. It might just be like, meh, not bothered now. Yeah, what it, was, handy, it was a day what where a it was thing to train. What a handy I thing. Think it was, I think it was. Yeah. So, I know um, one of the guys I, I didn't really agree with, um, I called Tony, and he trained his dog on cash. That's cool. He trained his dog to find, and I assume he's trained him on a new £5 notes and what have you, the plastic ones. They trained him on fivers and tenors. And his dog used to regularly turn up with money on a walk. The dog, and retrieve it. And retrieve it, yeah. Oh. Yeah. His dog had just come on warming back with fiver in his mouth, going, Dad, Dad, found another fiver. Brilliant. Swap it for a tennis ball for two minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he, he trained. I, I, I found my new project. Trained that just for, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dog turned to be quite profitable. Yeah. God, that is a fantastic idea. I mean, I could just find loads of car keys and yeah. go around stealing cars. Did you also know, did I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you, this is the last little thing before we, we put this podcast to bed and the rants and yeah. we'll all feel better. And Good, I'm glad cleansed. you feel better. Cleansed. I feel more blessed. Um, we took Lottie back to meet our original owners. Oh. Did I tell you? How was she? She was so excited. Oh. So, and, and Jacqueline, who we got the dog from. Yeah. And she, I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning it. Um, I was working in Southampton she lives in Portsmouth right. and I messaged her and went hey do you want to meet up and uh, uh, see how a lot is getting on and what have you so I went up to Starbucks and they got out of the car I was already there they got out of the car and it was her and the guy who used to board and yeah, um, yeah, the fr- yeah. dog walk and whatever for her yeah. and Lottie went mad Aww. she clearly remembered him clearly went oh my God, I've not seen you in forever. Jumped on him, licked him, knocked him down, leapt all over him. 
we sat in Starbucks, had a coffee, chatted about dogs and stuff, and Lottie stood on them and licked, licked Paul's, uh, Dave's head. Um, just generally had a good old time. Really had a good time. And I was slightly mindful. I thought, well, if she's a bit like, I don't really want to go back with you. I, I, I want my mum. And I literally got up and went, go on. And she went, yeah, what are we doing? So that's good. That's a nice thing to, to note that she's, despite being excited to see her old owners, um, she was still yeah. cued in and focusing on me. Was she, was she happy with, with the decision then? With yeah, I think she was, because she could see that lots of you were having a good time. Um, she'd, we'd literally just got licensed that week. So we got that good news. Like, yeah, yeah. She's succeeded, she's made it. And, uh, and she was kind of looking at Lottie going, oh, she looks great. And like, bloody hell, she can find drugs as well now. What the hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was a nice moment. So, what, happened, uh, what happened to the other one? She kept him. She's kept him. Yeah. yeah. It turned out the other one, there were, there were two dogs, and she was wanting to rehome them both. Lottie was the arsehole, basically. Yeah. The clown, the one that jumped on the head, the one that's full of beans and drive and brave as well, full of confidence. Yeah. Um, and the other dog was a bit, um, what she described as a bit of a pansy. Yeah. A bit scared of everything. Showed me a video of him, like, he found a plastic bike and, boy, was it a scary plastic bike. Right, okay. And uh, so he's not going to make... like widget. <laughs> yeah. He's not going <laughs> to make him of a, of a, a drug dog. Yeah. Um, I think he's a bit but, more chilled now she's gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds sad. like That's it. That's good. Uh, it sounds like... Because there's only the one, and she's got the chilled one now, um, and the the, the the decisions that she's got to make are different, a mm. uh, bit more manageable. Uh, so it sounds like things are going well, and she knows Lottie's got a lovely place to live, and yeah. he's having a great life. So yeah, it was really nice. What a what really nice wonderful time. story to yeah. to end on. To wind the yeah, podcast yeah. up on yeah. So yeah, we're not monsters. We we do have a rant every now and again, but. We also... You, are, you bring the rant out of me. <laughs> I'm quite a calm child. We had a little reunite moment with Lottie's original owner. Um, it was lovely to see him again as well, because obviously... Yeah, yeah. You know, I think... I'm, I'm quite a sensitive dog owner. I think some people... Oh, some people hoover dogs up off people and train them and sell them on. And I'm quite a sensitive dog owner. I'm, I, I'm not like that. And so it was nice for me to say, yeah, she's doing really good. Look how good she looks. Yeah. Look how... Look how great she's looking. And, uh, you know, actually she looked like crap because she had been shedding slightly. <laughs> she looked and like crap. <laughs> she'd been shedding. Had a bit of a shed because the weather had turned really hot. And then she'd been for a swim in a Solent the, the night before because we were camping around the beach. And, you know, when you take your dog for a swim and they're shedding and it, like, loosens everything up and it all falls out. Mm. And I literally arrived at Starbucks and looked at this dog, took around the van and was like, Oh, God, it looks like I've never cared for it in my life. There's, like, bits of dander and bits of hair sort of rushed down a little bit and made it look, look a bit better, a bit more uh, acceptable. I felt, uh, like that when I, I felt like that when I took Roxy to um, the, to the, the talk in the college. Yeah. Is she must have previously been rolling in something. <laughs> she wasn't dirty, but yeah. she, she smelled. <laughs> she like she was she was clean. There was yeah. like mud and sticky things on her, but she, well, she was a stinky, she's a stinky old dog. <laughs> she was a stinky bitch. Oh, <laughs> People were touching her and then going. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next time I have to take her back to white. Yeah, she's just okay. getting old now, and she's a bit smellier all the time. Yeah. Um, anyway. So on that bombshell, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wind it up, I think, and uh, we'll get this edited and chuck it online. It's about, it's about bloody time. 
It isn't it. Apologies, people. Yeah. It's late. We're very busy. So that's it for another episode. Ian, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, where can we where can we contact you? Um, they can find me, uh, email me, ian at canelandsolution.com or anywhere on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. We've got Canine Solution on Facebook. We've got Havoc and Chaos on Facebook. We've got Havoc and Chaos on Instagram. Um, and if you look at the Canine Sol on TikTok, you can see some of the videos and stuff that we post on there with the Havoc and Chaos theme. What about you, Sam? If you want to get in contact, you can email me at fetchclubinfo at gmail.com or you can find me at fetchclubofficial.co.uk. I'm also fetchclubofficial on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Thanks. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. Bye, guys.